Welcome to the Octavius Gould Experience, and I'm your host, Octavius Gould. Today, I'm bringing to you episode number 15, titled How to Negotiate a Job Offer. My friends, we are now experiencing what many people call the Great Resignation Period. As a result, some employees who feel displaced, underappreciated, or flat-out undercompensated are resigning for greener grass. Even though some of these professionals are being offered significantly more money to jump ship for cruise liners, negotiating a job offer or discussing salary is extremely uncomfortable for some people. As a result, I decided to interrupt my normal podcast theme of entrepreneurship or leadership to provide helpful advice on how you can get paid for your overall value. First, please allow me to ask a few questions. One, have you ever left money on the table in the past? Two, Have you ever accepted a job without having any idea if you were being paid within their appropriate salary range for the position in your marketplace? Three, did you ever accept a job offer out of desperation because you needed anything to pay the bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you're not alone. Many years ago, when I was a young sales manager, I accepted a position without even negotiating for a second. Why? The mortgage needed to be paid. However, once I became a proven vice president of sales, I mastered the art of negotiation to the point where I caught hiring authorities off guard. Yes, those executives who inquire about your salary up front and then try to pay you a penny more. Oh no, we're not going to allow that to happen to you. We're going to talk about how to understand your skill set and value proposition and position yourself accordingly so that you are compensated correctly for what you can bring to the table. And what's interesting, I read a survey preparing for this episode where 61% of employees who responded stated that they failed to negotiate their compensation. That's an alarming statistic. And one of the reasons why I was motivated to record this podcast with the hope of providing many of you with the knowledge and the skill set necessary to know your worth and to confidently be awarded for it. This is mission critical. Because failing to negotiate the appropriate base salary and not comprehending the importance of aligning your overall compensation with your family status can negatively affect your lifelong earning potential as well as your lifestyle. Consider this. If you accept an annual base salary that is 10% below your expectations, it could take over three years to recoup those lost wages. Now, some of you may be increasingly getting nervous or stressed just thinking about the idea of jumping into negotiations, especially before even having a verbal or written job offer. It's okay. Take a deep breath and realize that most hiring authorities expect job candidates to negotiate their salary package. Remember, that's exactly what most of these folks did. My friends, this is where you hit pause, subscribe and share and then grab a notepad. Before you even knock the interview out of the park, what you want to do is make sure you research what people in your marketplace are earning for a similar position. You can check out salary.com, and that's the most popular salary-specific site that lists every position in a field with free salary information. There's also Glassdoor, which is known for its extensive company reviews and employee feedback. You can also ascertain what people are being paid in some cases at a certain company. Then you have Payscale, Indeed, Salary Expert, and even the Bureau of Labor Statistics. So let's say you've received a verbal or written job offer. What do you do next? You must evaluate every aspect of that job offer, not just the annual or hourly salary. You got to review everything. 
because it's imperative that you also consider vacation time, flex time, stock options, retirement plans, health benefits, and possible equity, depending on how senior the position is within an organization. You also may want to take this opportunity to inquire as to how often you'll be required to report to a physical office considering the business climate has changed due to COVID. And if you don't feel that the compensation aligns with your education, your skills, experience, and level of documented success, I recommend that you negotiate. Knowing how to negotiate salary offers is a valuable skill that will go a long way towards ensuring that you're fairly compensated for the tremendous work you'll perform. But keep in mind that like any skill set, it takes planning, preparation and practice to negotiate well against hiring managers who have all the intel for the role. Here's a trick I've used in the past. You can try to ascertain during the final interview how many other candidates the organization is evaluating. Also, how long the job requisition has been open. This is insight that will tell you how aggressive you can be in positioning yourself in the stance that you can take. Also, if the position is remote, it's very likely that the hiring authority may be a little bit more flexible because most hiring managers hate interviewing and they just want to do it just to get it done and focus on other important business demands. My friends, you must continuously gauge your leverage by listening well and noticing how they're communicating to you. Because at a certain point, there will be a pivot where they stop interviewing you and asking questions and they start to give you buying signals, letting you know that you may be one of the top candidates or the top candidate. Because too often they'll show their hand because they're busy and that causes interference, which then opens up the hiring manager or the HR representative to some slippage. They will always give you some type of hints as to where you stand, but you just got to listen. And if you have other job offers, tactfully let them know while expressing how excited you are about their organization, the role in working for that hiring manager. Because as you know, everyone likes a little ego stroking. But whatever you do, don't negotiate too early or negotiate after agreeing to accept the role at a certain salary. For this reason, I recommend giving the employer a very broad range when they ask what you're looking for in a salary. Your answer should be as wide as from California to New Jersey. And again, research the salary range of the role as soon as you start your career search. One common misconception is that it's inappropriate to ask for time to think about a job offer. If you're a great talent, you've earned that right. Furthermore, ethical business professionals who interview you for positions will provide that to you as a courtesy. Just remember, this isn't a dating site, so refrain from making the hiring manager feel as if you're playing the field. Here are a few additional key steps to ensure that you negotiate like a pro, not a pro athlete, because they have agents to do the heavy lifting. One, evaluate the offer by looking at the big picture. You want to know, will the role catapult your career? Is there room for growth? Is it a cultural fit? Is the environment conducive to success? All of these things will factor into whether or not there's additional value on top of the compensation. Number two, know your worth. As I mentioned, understand what it is that you bring to the table. 
one fundamental rule of thumb is to give the employer a slightly higher number than your goal. This way, if they negotiate down, you'll still end up with a salary offer that you feel comfortable accepting. Number three, have a balanced ego. You don't want to say things like, here's why I deserve a higher salary. Instead, you want to highlight your past achievements and communicate how well your experience aligns with the role. And number four, always build a business case. When submitting your counteroffer during the salary negotiation, refrain from just providing a number. Instead, build a sound business case for the greater compensation and back it up with your strengths, documented results, and references, if possible, of people who you reported to. Think ROI, return on investment. Number five, gauge your negotiating power. Your position is held up by your current situation. If you're unemployed, you must be a little bit more cautious. You can't talk your way out of a great opportunity if you don't currently have salary or compensation coming into your household. Here's exactly why everyone should budget, because it will allow you to know where you stand and how you can maneuver and move. That's an entirely different episode, though. It will also give you a snapshot into how long you can conduct a career search on your own terms. Now, on the other hand, if you're employed and the job offer is paying less than your current opportunity or other job offers that you have in hand, keywords in hand, you should use those things as bargaining chips. And I say this having negotiated a signing bonus and 10,000 more than a company initially offered me while between jobs back in the day. How? I knew my worth. I kept letters and emails of recognition from previous employers, and I had a sound executive level reference, actually more than one reference, instead of friends or same level colleagues. It's imperative that when you're giving your reference that you can state that the references that you're providing are executives who you've reported to, because that will go a long way towards adding credibility to the statistics that you provide as it relates to achievements that you had in the past. I actually owned an executive search firm for decades, so trust me when I say most employers are fine with giving you a salary higher than your current or last employer's salary. But it's important that you can bring the right skill set, core competencies, and tremendous value to the table. This is even more true in today's employee-driven job market. It's all about articulating how you did your past jobs well and how that aligns with the role that the current company is hiring for. You got to differentiate yourself from other candidates as well by submitting things such as action plans and knowing more about the company than what you can easily peruse on their website. Number six, don't be afraid to walk away. Salary negotiations are not supposed to be lengthy or argumentative. After one or two counter offers, either accept the job offer or graciously walk away. My best career offer was actually gained after I respectfully turned down a job offer and emailed the CEO as well as the other people who were involved in the interviewing process to express my appreciation for their time and consideration while still wishing them continued success. Number seven, be professional, respectful, and likable from the start. 
And keep in mind, be respectful to everyone you meet from the receptionist when you walk in for your first interview to anyone who interviews you. And some of the ways that you do that, for example, if you're in an interview and you have multiple people interviewing you at the same time, make sure you maintain eye contact with everyone, not just who you assume may be the hiring authority or the decision maker, because you never know who can influence that decision. And by being professional, this will produce those influencers who will champion your offer because many hiring authorities rank cultural fit as a needle mover. And they will go to their colleague to ascertain what they thought about you. Number eight, don't accept the first job offer. The employer's first offer is, in most cases, not their last. Instead, thank them and let them know that you'll reply within 24 to 48 hours. Number nine, practice, practice, practice. Alan Iverson talked about practice, but you need to practice. Alan has some serious skill sets. Quite sure you do as well, but he was already making millions annually. So rehearse the negotiations with a partner or a friend. Practicing your talking points will give you confidence. You'll be more comfortable and concise while avoiding filler words like um, because those things are distracting especially during salary negotiations. <laughs> Number 10, factor in expenses. For example, if you're relocating for a job in a new city, you'll have moving expenses as well as costs associated with selling your home. So you want to factor those in during your negotiations. You don't want to accept a position based on a certain salary and then try to do that on the back end. That's not cool. And once the deal is done, get the offer in writing before you resign or stop your career search. The document should outline the salary, the bonuses, health benefits, and any perks that you negotiated. And then sign the offer letter in a timely manner. You don't want to procrastinate because they may assume that you're playing the field again, as I mentioned earlier, and you may be still out there looking for other opportunities. Make the agreement official, ensuring that everything is clear and concise for all parties involved. I think what I'll do is follow up this with an episode in the future regarding how to negotiate a raise with your current employer, because I'm sure some of my listeners are rolling at work and not being shown the money like that movie Jerry Maguire. So I'll discuss tips on how to professionally articulate the value that you've added to your current position and how to persuade your boss to go to the bat to receive a well-deserved raise for you. My friends, if you covet compelling content on entrepreneurship or leadership, please hit like, share, and subscribe to my podcast now so you can be alerted to future episodes. Thank you so much. I'll see you on the next episode. Carpe diem.